everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is Rich Jones, host of Jacksonville's Morning News. Heard weekdays from 5 to 9 a.m. on 104.5 FM WOKB. Thanks for listening to our Jacksonville's Morning News podcast. If you haven't yet, subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and the Mark K Show. And don't forget, head to iTunes or Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. 48 senators have pronounced Donald John Trump guilty as charged. 52 senators have pronounced him not guilty as charged. The Senate adjudges that the respondent, check, check, check. Donald John Trump, is... He is charged in the first article of impeachment. Yeah, wait, but that's not it. No, wait, there's more. There, there's even more. Listen to this. There's, uh, there's a second charge of impeachment, too. Forty-seven senators have pronounced Donald John Trump guilty as charged. Fifty-three senators have pronounced him not guilty as charged. The Senate adjudges that respondent Donald John Trump is not guilty as charged in the second article of impeachment. Yeah, look at that. It happened. We all knew it was going to happen, and it happened, and yet there's still sad faces. They're still so soft. Solemn and despondent and, and just annoyed on the other side of the aisle. They just, it's the day that I guess, you know what? I really think, I really think deep down in their heart of heart, they don't have hearts, in their soul of, well, they don't, I really think deep down in whatever hole they pit they have in their bellies that's just overflowing with the lava of hatred for Donald Trump and all things conservative, I really feel like they're, they thought there was a chance. You know, I was like, well, it's like Jim getting, so you're saying there's a chance. They really felt like they were going to put forth this incredible effort. They really felt like they were going to put forth this amazing case. The legal eagles, the legal minds of Adam Schiff and Jerry Nadler combined together with a splash of Val Demings and a, and a touch of, a touch of Hakeem Jeffries. They were going to create this amazing potion that was just going to boil over and somehow magically convert 67 votes. Uh, into guilty votes for Donald Trump. And that didn't even happen. That didn't happen at all. They didn't even get a majority. They did not even get a majority. They have nothing at all except a party line vote. The only thing that they have to fall back on is Mitt Romney. And that's not even a fallback. Everyone's like, oh, well, you know, now Mitt Romney ruined it. Now they can say there were Republicans who also vote. Now they're going to say it was it was a bipartisan vote to remove Donald Trump because not every Republican voted for Donald Trump to be acquitted. Listen to me. I'm going to let you know a secret, OK? Well, you know, a little bit of here's a little secret. Every Republican senator voted to acquit Donald Trump on both charges. Mitt Romney is not a Republican senator. Mitt Romney is what you call an opportunist. Mitt Romney is somebody who says, hey, how can I get myself in front of the crowd? How can I make waves? How can I get some more FaceTime on TV? When Mitt Romney needs to hate Donald Trump, he hates Donald Trump. And when Mitt Romney needs to like Donald Trump, you know, he likes Donald Trump. And when Mitt Romney needs to move across the country to Utah and pretend to be this super Mormon, uh, he does that. So that he can get elected uh, to the Senate. And then when he gets elected to the Senate, he thinks, you know what, I don't need Donald Trump anymore, so I'm going to just turn my back on him again. Mitt Romney is is probably one of the worst kind of politicians. When you think about a politician, you think about Mitt Romney, a guy who's always camera ready, whose hair is always perfect, who always talks about <laughs> always talks about how he struggles with his decisions. And he always tries to do the best by the best he can by the country, despite the politics involved, when really every decision Mitt Romney makes is political. Every single it's a political calculation and it's there to benefit one person and one person alone. And that is Mitt Romney. Look, you cannot trust anybody who up and moves their entire family across the country just to get into politics, because that is not a representative of the state. That is not somebody who truly cares about the people that, that uh, he lives with, who cares about the people that he represents. Mitt Romney is from Massachusetts. 
In fact, Mitt Romney puts the ass in Massachusetts, and he was there for years as the governor. He worked, sure, he worked in Utah for the Olympics. He worked here and there. He ran for president. He lost miserably. And I, you know what? And I was thinking about this the other day because people have always we've we've talked about Mitt Romney for years, and we were all baffled. We were all baffled when he lost to Barack Obama because Mitt Romney. I don't know if you remember, he was supposed to win. He was a shoo-in. He was on fire. Mitt Romney was a lightning rod in the Republican Party. He was a lightning rod. If he was the guy that was going to put an end to Barack Obama, everybody thought so. All the Republicans thought so. Mitt Romney thought so. Half the Democrats thought so. CNN was petrified with fear that Mitt Romney was going to keep Barack Obama a one-term president. Even Barack Obama wandered into the last debate. You can Google. You can watch it. He was downtrodden, despondent, low energy. He lacked that oratory that he was so well known for. He was not energetic. He was not enthusiastic. He looked like he knew he was beat. And Mitt Romney just just skipped away with a win in that final debate. Then, of course, Election Day came and everyone was like, oh, it's so exciting. We've never seen this many people at the polls in Ohio. They had people lined up, lined up way past seven o'clock when the polls were supposed to close. They kept them open late and everyone was all excited. Look at all these Mitt Romney voters that are coming out. Look at all these voters that are coming out to support Mitt Romney. Look at all these conservatives that are coming out here to make sure Mitt Romney is the next president of the United States. And what happened when the polls closed and the results came in and we all watched the states go Blue, 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 Obama, Obama, Obama. And we had four more years of Barack Obama. And look, a lot of people were shocked. I was one of them. I was scratching my head going, how does this happen? How does I thought for sure Mitt Romney was the better candidate. Mitt Romney was the better debater. Mitt Romney had better ideas. Barack Obama didn't even look like he wanted to be president anymore. The polls were open so late. How did Mitt Romney lose this election? Barack Obama didn't do anything the first four years. It could have been, it should have been easy for anybody. Anybody could have, my 12 year old daughter could have walked in there and ro- rolled right over Barack Obama and won the presidency, and yet Mitt Romney couldn't do it. And now, what are we, eight years later, seven years later? Everything that's happened, four more years of Barack Obama, Donald Trump coming into office, Mitt Romney becoming a senator, this impeachment hoax, Donald Trump fighting it, fighting it tooth and nail. The Republicans rallying around Donald Trump and Mitt Romney, the sole vote cast against Donald Trump from his own party, from his own people to 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 uh, remove him from office for abuse of power. Now that I think about it, I look back and I go, wow. You know, everything does happen for a reason. The Lord does work in mysterious ways. And as Garth Brooks said, to quote Garth Brooks, sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers. Because what would our world be if we had a disloyal, backstabbing, two-faced, waffling, just ridiculous moron like Mitt Romney as our president? Where would we be? He'd be making deals with whoever he had to make deals with to to make sure that he was he was uh, pushing forward his own personal agenda. You think Joe Biden was bad and corrupt and was a was an opportunist and was in it just to win it for the Biden clan? Think about what Mitt Romney would be doing. Mitt Romney would be worse because he'd be out there making deals and putting his kids in positions of power and and wheeling and dealing world leaders and talking smack about the mind their back. And he'd all be and then he would go to church and say, I'm a Mormon. I'm a man of faith. You know, I've not read the entire Book of Mormon, but I'm pretty sure there's some passages in there about loyalty and about, uh, you know, loving thy neighbor. And Mitt Romney has proven over and over again to do the opposite. He's done the opposite of everything that his religion and most major religions teach. And I th- I'm pretty sure if you go back and you see what Mitt Romney has said and what Mitt Romney has done, they are in direct contrast. And so today, on this day, February the 6th, 2020, the day after, Donald Trump was acquitted by every Republican in the Senate except for one. And I have air quotes around the term Republican when I talk about Mitt Romney. I look back at that election in 2012 and I thank God today for unanswered prayers. Because the worst thing that probably could have happened to us is having a shyster like Mitt Romney 
in the Oval Office. 855-765-1045. We got to take a quick break. We got to take a quick break. A more, we got some people already lined up to talk on the phones. Of course we do. The good news is Donald Trump is innocent of all charges. And as we know in this country, you are innocent until proven guilty and no one can prove him guilty. So there you go. We wash our hands of it and we move on at 12 noon today. Donald Trump will be speaking about his acquittal. We'll be speaking about the Senate vote for the very first time. We will bring that to you live right here on 104.5 WOKV. More of the Marque Show coming up. I think Utah should quit letting Romney give them a black eye and send him back to where he came from. Mitt Romney, I'm a Florida Gator. I like any team in the SEC when they're playing against other teams. You know what I mean? Outside the conference. I'm Rhino Romney, and I have a conscience. I just can't support our president because the American people voted for him and not me. I think a lot of it is, I love the SEC. That's right. You know, you vote, sure, if you're a Gator, you vote against Georgia. But when it comes down to it, well, you know, it may actually be some people may always just vote against. And it doesn't matter. 855-765-1045. So Mitt Romney hides behind his faith again and says, look, I'm a Mormon. I'm a deeply religious man. And I decided to vote against my party, against my people, against the people who put me in the office. I decided to vote against every political philosophy I have and the president of the United States, who I lambasted publicly and then brought me back into the fold and who I now have crossed yet again. He's a double, double crosser, this guy. He's literally the worst. I trust more of the Democrats right now than I do Mitt Romney because the Democrats are deranged, but at least they're truthful to their own uh, psychic, uh, you know, uh, mental capacities. If they really, truly believe that Donald Trump is a horrible person, Mitt Romney, he just believes whatever he needs to believe at the time to get himself more press and more publicity. And this whole Book of Mormon, it's like when Nancy Pelosi said, I'm a Catholic, but then she sat down and scowled during uh, Donald Trump's speech when he talked about you know, uh, banning late term abortion and, you know, and and uh, school prayer and all this other stuff. Mitt Romney's the same way. I like I said, I'm not a Mormon. I've read parts of the Book of Mormon. Um, I know some of the songs from the musical, but I looked it up and there's a couple things that the Book of Mormon says about loyalty. And Mitt Romney does not live any of them. Uh, for example, in uh, in Mosiah 17:9, I will not recall the words which I have spoken. Meaning, you spoke something, you believed it, don't go back on it. Alma 48.13, he had sworn with an oath to defend his people. Mitt Romney is a Republican. He ran as a Republican. He moved across the country to represent Utahns as a Republican. And then he voted against the leader of the Republican Party. All men are bound to sustain governments in which they reside. DNC 134.5. All men are bound to sustain governments in which they reside. Mitt Romney joined with the Democrats to rip his government apart, much like Nancy Pelosi did with the State of the Union speech. 855-765-1045. This is Jim on the north side. Jim, thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. How are you doing, Jim? Hey, Mark. Um, I want to talk about the Democratic rebuttal after the State of the Union speech. Yeah, sure. Um I think I think it was the governor of Michigan, uh, real really attractive lady governor. She I thought she'd be you know really well spoken, but I started listening to it. And I'm like, every word out of her mouth is a lie. She starts talking about all the accomplishments the Democrats have made for the American people since they've taken over the house. I'm like, what kind of alternative universe is this woman living in? All they've been doing is investigating and trying to impeach the president. And then there's this congresswoman on there named Debbie Dingle, she says um, the same thing. She says she was disappointed in the State of the Union speech because the president didn't mention their accomplishments. Right. They, they, they were dead. Well, uh, basically what they were disappointed in the State of the Union speech was because Donald Trump mentioned his accomplishments and they didn't want him to have any. They didn't want him to be president. But uh, Gretchen Whitmer is her name. She's the governor of Michigan, and she is most likely the number one choice to be vice president. That's why they gave her this position. They said, look, she's here's the thing. She's from Michigan, a state that Donald Trump won. 
Hillary Clinton destroyed the Democratic standing in Michigan. Donald Trump went in there and won Michigan when he wasn't supposed to. No Republican is supposed to win a blue collar state like Michigan. But Donald Trump did it. So as as the governor, they figure like, hey, she can probably deliver Michigan if she's on the ticket as a vice president. Also, she's a woman. Also, as you pointed out, she's attractive and she toes the party line. Um, that's why they're throwing her out there. She's not. People think people look at these Democratic candidates, all 28 of them go, well, if Buttigieg is the nominee, he can pick Biden as the vice. Or if Bernie Sanders is the nominee, he can pick Elizabeth Warren. Uh, that's not how it works. You can't do that. You spend a year of your life. You spend six months of your life going around the entire world and 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 debating these people and telling and running ads saying this person's awful this person's horrible this person's stupid this person wants to tax you out the wazoo this person doesn't get it this person's a, this person is eats babies um with with ketchup on them what you're doing you're trying to tear these people down for 6 or 7 months you can't just turn around and say hey all that stuff i said before forget it if i die this is the best person to be president you can't do that that's why you've got to have the second tier and that's why you get people like Mike Pence, who never ran. Donald Trump and Mike Pence never butted heads because Mike Pence never ran for president. He wasn't on that stage. But guess who was? Ted Cruz. Guess who else? Marco Rubio. Do Donald Trump could never have said, uh, little Marco was totally inept to be. He couldn't even be president. He couldn't even win the state of Florida. But you know what? He'd make a great vice. No. Um, so that's where she came from, this this Gretchen Whitmer. And I didn't I'm shocked. James, I'm uh, Jim. I'm shocked that you actually listened to the Democratic rebuttal. I didn't know people actually watched those things. I'd already gone to bed by then. Um, and I think Nancy Pelosi ripping up the speech also did Gretchen Whitmer a disservice because you probably would have seen more of her rebuttal. CNN and MSNBC, they would have they would have definitely publicized more of her rebuttal to Donald Trump's brilliant speech on Tuesday night had Nancy Pelosi not upstaged her, stolen her thunder by ripping up her copy of the State of the Union. By the way, we looked, we talked to legal scholars, we Googled it. She unfortunately did not break any kind of law. However, there is information uh, that Florida Congressman Matt Gates. Well, uh, we got to take a break. Matt Gates was not happy with what Nancy Pelosi did. And even though it's not against the law, I'll tell you what he's doing here in just a minute. 855-765-1045. Leave us an open mic message, too. We'll try to get all those on the air. Plus, Donald Trump talks about his acquittal at noon today. We'll bring it to you live. It's the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. Mitt Romney's conscience didn't bother him when he was breaking up large companies and was responsible for the loss of thousands of good jobs that sent people into bankruptcy and foreclosure. Of course not, because he was making a lot of money. He was making a lot of money uh, doing all that. I mean, Mitt Romney, look, Mitt Romney's one of the wealthiest people in the Senate. Mitt Romney has been doing uh, Mitt Romney has been doing whatever he can do for Mitt Romney for a long time. And he's not going to stop just because, uh, you know, just because there was no Senate seat open in Massachusetts. He'll move to Utah. And really, in a way, Mitt Romney is, if you think about it, he's the Hillary Clinton of Utah. Hillary Clinton moved from Arkansas to New York. And she wasn't from New York. She wasn't born in New York. She never lived in New York. But uh, Patrick Moynihan was retiring, and Hillary Clinton had aspirations beyond being first lady or, you know, some kind of Arkansas representative. So she up and moved to New York. She stayed there the allotted six months, and then she ran for Senate, and she won. And how long was she a senator? One, maybe two terms, not even. Not even. That's it. And because she was an opportunist. And I hate the fact that people vote for I hate the people of Utah falling for that because Utah is a beautiful state. And I have I, I actually know a lot of people in, in Utah. I have a lot of friends that are from Utah. There's some great and really uh, smart and savvy, intelligent business people in Utah. And there's some people that are very creative in Utah. And the skiing's great. And, and Utahns and Mormons alike are very nice people. I don't get that they don't like alcohol and coffee, but I can you know, I can see past that. That's fine. And more for me. But uh, but Mitt Romney rolls over there and he's like, hey, I'm going to be from Utah now and you're going to vote me into the Senate. And it's not because I want to represent you and your needs. It's because I just have, you know, I have political aspirations that I haven't met yet. Uh, I failed as a presidential candidate. I was governor of Massachusetts. Now I think I need to get into the Senate. I think that's my next best chance. And 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 they fell for it. And I feel really bad. But if you're listening in Utah, if you're watching on the stream or if you know someone from Utah, you know, look, you got had. 
You got had. You got taken for a ride by Mitt Romney, who tried to convince you he was a Republican, tried to convince you he was a conservative. But when the Republicans and the conservatives needed him to come together and stick with them and fight as a united front, he decided, no, that's not good for my brand. That's not good for Team Romney. So uh, forget it. Forget it. Every other Republican in the Senate. Forget it. Fifty two other people in my party. Forget it. Mitch McConnell. Forget it. Donald Trump. Forget it. Every Republican voter in Utah who voted for Trump and me. I think that you basically what Mitt Romney's telling you, if you're a Utah voter and you voted for him and Donald Trump, he's telling you you're an idiot. He's saying, look, you voted for me. That was smart. But you voted for Donald Trump and this guy's horrible. And uh, and and, you know, I don't think he's representing the people in Utah at all or any or the people in the party. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. I'm sure Donald Trump will throw some barbs his way, uh, not just on Twitter later today, but at this at this big news conference. It's happening. At, it's happening at the White House at noon. He already made some comments at the prayer breakfast this morning, but this is going to be Donald Trump in front of the press talking about the uh, talking about the acquittals. Both of them. There were two of them. Don't forget, there were two acquittals because there were two articles of impeachment. Uh, The first one. Donald John Trump is not guilty as charged in the first article of impeachment. Donald John Trump is not guilty as charged in the second article of impeachment. Yeah, so he's he's not guilty, uh, and that means that he's innocent. And he will be innocent of these two charges forever and ever. Amen. Um, until, of course, Jerry Nadler brings new ones. So Donald Trump's going to be talking about that at noon. And I'm sure he's going to he's going to throw some jabs at Mitt Romney. I know he's going to throw some jabs at the uh, at the Congress and at Nancy Pelosi. He's going to not. This is a no holds barred moment for Donald Trump. He was very reserved. He was very professional during the State of the Union address. He went in there. He stood in front of Nancy Pelosi, didn't shake her hand, but then can't blame him for that. Why would you want to shake the hand of somebody who's been attacking you every single day since you took office? Who's been trying to thwart your agenda? You know, he doesn't you don't need to it's not it's not in the rules that you have to shake the speaker of the house's hand, especially when she's a terrible, horrible witch who could give you some kind of warts if you touched her too long. Uh, so anyway, but he goes in there, he gives a speech. He doesn't say anything about impeachment. He doesn't uh, say anything about the Democrats. He doesn't say anything negative about about Nancy Pelosi or Jerry Nadler or Adam Schiff, who are sitting right there in the front row. And what he does is he delivers a fantastic speech. He delivers a great vision for where America is, where we've gone in the last three years, and most importantly, where we will continue to go. The great American comeback, he called it. These are the results of the great American comeback. And now that we've done all of this, we need four more years. And in the next four years, here's what we're going to do. We're going to continue to build the wall. 500 more miles of it are going to be finished by next year. We're going to continue to work on health care. We're going to bring down drug costs for seniors. We're going to we're going to uh, make sure that that, uh, that the insurance companies are required to cover you if you have pre-existing conditions. We're going to continue to keep America safe. If there's any other terrorists out there who want to terrorize Americans or kill us or plant roadside bombs or take us hostage or do anything else, that that could result in the death or really the injury of Americans for the sake of sheer terrorism uh, and blood sport. Guess what? We're just going to execute you with 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 highly um, technological, well-targeted missile attacks wherever you happen to be. Iraq, Iran. We don't care. Well, we don't care where you are. As soon as you step off that plane, boom, that's going to be the last thing you see. We're going to continue to do all of that. We're going to continue to help building our our forces. And this is the best part about Donald Trump. This is how you know he's got a clear vision, because he said we're going to continue to support our military. We're going to continue to build up our military. And at the same time, we are going to use our military less. We're going to make them stronger and we're going to make sure that they have a specific role. You know, like if you've got if you've got a Phillips head screw, you're not going to get a flathead screwdriver and try to screw that puppy. And some of you are some of you are going to do that, but it's not going to work. Uh, okay, I'll flip it around. If you have a flathead screw, you can't use a Phillips head screwdriver to screw that puppy in. Well, the American military is a flathead screwdriver. And if there's a war, if somebody needs to be annihilated right quick, that's a flathead screw. You take the military, you stick it in there, couple cranks, you're good to go. But if you have a Phillips head screw, which is a police action, or, you know, you need someone long term to enforce the laws in your newly created nation, that's not the role of the American military. That's not what they're highly trained for. That's not why we have all this weaponry. 
that you need a you need a Phillips head screwdriver for that. So, you know, you got to run to Home Depot and figure that out. Um, and that's what Donald Trump's vision for the military is moving forward. All of these great things that he laid out in the State of the Union address. And 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 none of them none of them are are, you know, are 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 for it. And he's going to he'll talk about that as well today, too. So eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five is the number. This is Jesse in Fruit Cove. Hey, uh, Jesse, how you doing? Hey, Mark, doing great. Uh, love the show. You're on point uh, this morning. And, um, you know, Mitt Romney, you know, I, I know that a lot of people love to worship the ground that their heads are buried in. But, you know, I just really hope and pray that the voters in Utah do see Mitt Romney for who he is now. I mean, I, I personally would be completely insulted. The fact that Pierre Delecto, I mean, the only thing that he cares about and that he believes in is himself. Yeah. I mean, it's self-aggrandizement to the max. I mean, on steroids, you know, the fact that he's not president. Donald Trump is, and he's still president. And, I mean, he's this is his one last attempt at virtue signal on top of the most morally repugnant hell, a false accusation to try and remove a duly elected president. Yeah. It makes me sick, you know. And, uh, you know, I just hope that the, the people in Utah just come up for some fresh air, you know. Enjoy the sunlight. Get a, take a deep breath of truth. Yeah. You yeah. know, the fact that you've been high, just like you said, I'd be insulted and try and – recall this jerk well uh, possible but hey trump is still president i love it yeah no bad jesse thanks so much for calling we appreciate it there is a there is a um I, I believe it's a ballot initiative i don't know if it's a constitutional amendment but they're working on that to recall the sitting president in the state of utah they want that on the ballot this year and if it passes then they can you know move forward on on recalling uh, mitt romney with pelosi matt gates from florida he's put forth an effort he was he was trending on twitter this morning and that's how i knew what happened i was like what did matt gates do that he's tr that he's trending on twitter but he put forth a resolution um with the ethics committee in the House of Representatives against Nancy Pelosi for a direct ethics violation for her behavior at the State of the Union, not just what she did, but what she said afterward. And so uh, and so there's going to be there's going to be hopefully some retribution there as well. Now, the House of Representatives is still controlled by the Democrats, but I think this is eye opening. And I think when when Nancy Pelosi does something like tear up a speech and then when she's asked about it say it's the courteous thing to do when she does these kind of things when she puts on this 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 political theater and this pageantry and and when jerry nadler comes out after this and says look we're gonna subpoena john bolton we're not done we're just getting started this impeachment that everybody that everybody is sick and tired of this impeachment that everyone's just disgusted with this impeachment, which has made our opponent way more popular and our our leaders way less popular. We're, we're going to keep going with it. I mean, you, you have folks, you have to. There comes a time when you have to wake up and say, just, you know, you guys got to go. Just go away. Just unsubscribe. Deny. Like hashtag fail. Move on. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. All right. Elizabeth, Courtney, Greg, Bart, Flash, Steve. Uh, Steve, we're going to start with you because you've been holding the longest. Everyone else, please wait one more minute. More of the Marque Show is coming up here in just a sec on 104.5 WOKV. Way to go, Republicans. Sticking it to the Democrats. Stick they stuck it to him. Uh, they stuck it to him twice yesterday. They stuck it to the Democrats twice yesterday. Uh, they uh, acquitted Donald Trump on both charges, both articles of impeachment. Forty-eight senators have pronounced Donald John Trump guilty as charged. Fifty-two senators have pronounced him not guilty as charged. The Senate adjudges that the respondent, Donald John Trump, is not guilty as charged in the first article of impeachment. 855-765-1045. Steve in Ponte Vedra Beach. How you doing, Steve? Thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. Oh, you're welcome, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. What do you want to say, Steve? Well, my wife over the past 46 years has proven she has a real talent for uh, detecting people's character, especially when she first meets them. And we were donors to Mitt Romney's campaign, and we donated enough money to be invited to a private meeting, and uh, it was at a home. And we went and... Uh, he gave a short speech, and then they had a line to have pictures taken with Mitt Romney. Sure. And we, we waited in line. We went up, got our turn, had our picture taken. And as we walked away, my wife said, I wouldn't trust that man as far as I could throw him. Oh, really? And I, and I thought, uh-oh, <laughs> we, have, we have got a problem here. And then after that, because of being in that 
donor group, yeah. uh, we were invited to attend a call the night before the election. And we were on that call, and I was amazed. They were just giddy. They were like children. They didn't say, you know, after Mitt Romney failed to take Obama to the mat on that Benghazi issue in the debate, it was like at, from that point on, they just stopped campaigning. And when they were on that call, they didn't say anything about be sure everybody gets out and votes tomorrow, uh, be sure everybody's still working hard. They were talking about what they were going to do after the election. Yeah. And it was just uh, I just think they lost because they they just quit. Yeah. No, but Steve, but that's a great point. And thank you so much for sharing that story. By the way, how much uh, how much would you like to donate to my campaign? I'll let you come into my house and we hear a speech. If you yeah, you know, I never we'll, we'll talk to you. We'll talk to you about that at a later date. Uh, but that that's incredible. And, you know, and there's a lot of people who do have that sense. When you see them on TV, they're one way. When you see them, uh, you know, when you when you get an email from them, they're one way. Or when you watch their commercial, you're like, yeah, that's a great guy. Or she's really cool. Then you meet him in person and you just get that feeling. You're just like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that. 855-765-1045. This is Elizabeth in Jacksonville. Hi, Elizabeth. How are you? Hey, good. How are you? Thank you so much for taking my call. Thank you for calling. What do you want to say, Elizabeth? I just wanted to just just say about Nancy Pelosi and the whole Democratic Party. Sure, yeah. How I was I was really I just felt embarrassed for them. It was tacky, disrespectful. I mean, it was just gross and no class. And it's just a shame because that kind of action, I think, by political figures enables all these other crazy people to just act the way they do when they don't agree with something, and it just you know all these protests. And then I also just wanted to to say that. When I when Obama was president, and I remember watching his State of the Union, whom I didn't vote for, but I sat there and watched it. You never saw, you know, that kind of disrespect from the other side. And all Obama had to do was just all he said was his hopes and dreams. He had no accomplishments whatsoever except for Obamacare, and that's just that's all I wanted to say. Just a major contrast between him and Trump. Listen, Elizabeth, thanks so much for calling, and you bring up a great point. And I will say this. There was one of Obama's State of the Union addresses where he said something, and a congressman, or there were two instances. Actually, the first one was um, where a congressman or a senator really yelled out, you know, You're, that's a lie, or you lie. And um, everybody, there was a gasp. It was, <gasps> and Obama looked over at him and stopped and gave him, like, this look of death. And it was so unheard of. It was not something that was norm. It was the norm. And, you know, it was the big discussion. This Republican and yelled out, you lie, whatever. Now, in all fairness, Obama was clearly lying. And that's why the guy yelled it out. Because he also uh, mentioned, he also got up there in, at the State of the Union one year. And he started to lambast and talk smack about the Supreme Court. And they were right there. And Neil, I believe it was Neil Gorsuch. I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe it wasn't Neil Gorsuch. No, it wouldn't be because that was a Donald Trump. It was um, the other guy. He he mouthed something like that's not true. Didn't say it out loud. Didn't say it out loud. All he did was mouth it. And he said, that's not true. And it got picked up on a camera. And everybody it was Alito, Samuel Alito. And everybody was shocked that he would that a Supreme Court justice would even mouth the words. That's not true. When Barack Obama was standing there admonishing them for something that clearly, again, was not true. So these things do happen from time to time. However, when they do happen, when Nancy Pelosi doesn't introduce Donald Trump the respectful way she's supposed to. And we haven't even mentioned that uh, when she uh, when she does rip up the speech and when she fiddles with her papers and just makes a mockery of the whole thing while she's sitting behind him. That is so disrespectful. And that's and that's why this ethics violation for Matt Gates is in in front of the ethics committee right now. Uh, because she she basically is the one she's the she's the the one that went in there with an agenda, with the opportunity and the chance to railroad Donald Trump or try to get the spotlight off of his speech and put it onto her. And that's what a lot of people were talking about the next day. Now, you'll notice that the same Democrats who were who were chastising uh, Samuel Alito and chastising these other Republicans for in for interjecting during Obama's speech, the same ones that were talking about the disrespect. They're all now praising Nancy Pelosi and saying she was totally justified after that speech that Donald Trump gave. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. Quick break. We got more of your phone calls coming up. Some open mic messages too. you can leave us an open mic in our our mobile app and just go to one oh, four point five. 
WOKV on your app store. Download it. Hit the open mic button. Record whatever you want and send it in. And we'll get it on here in just a minute. It's the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. This is to Mark K. I like you, Mark. And to all the fake news media that's crying their asses off. Turn out the lights. The party's over. Trump's our president. Cry, baby, cry. Snowflake, cry. <laughs> I love, I love open mics. There's just I, they, they, sometimes when I'm feeling down, I just go into the folder, I start playing open mic, man. They put a smile on my face. Donald Trump has ripped the bandaid off of every backstabbing rhino, dumbass Republican that thinks he's a Democrat. We love him for it. That's great. Uh, star Star 1045, if you're trying to get through. This is a lot of people talking about Mitt Romney today, and uh, Courtney's one of them. Hey, Courtney, how's it going? Hey, Mark. Uh, thank you for having me on the show. Absolutely. I found you on Facebook. I found you on Facebook a couple months ago, and yeah. I have been a dedicated follower ever since. Oh, wow. We love Thank um, you so much, man. We, uh, we appreciate that. That's why, you know, that's why we try to get this show out as, as many places as possible. See, I'm, I'm a Gainesville-born native. Mm -hmm. Um Go Gators, hardcore. I was actually the one that made the comment about the uh, Gator boat in your window. Yeah, oh, okay, great. Um, here's the thing. Um, I lived part of my childhood in Alabama, part of it in Illinois. Okay. When I lived in Illinois, we had an Amish settlement literally right next door to our town. Sure. I remember being 11 years old and having grown men throw rocks at me to keep me away from their kids because they did not want my immoral attitude to affect their children. Okay. So with everybody attacking Mitt Romney right now, granted, he's corrupt. We all know that he, he, he has a son that is connected to the Ukraine gas, and that's the only reason that he voted. Like, that's not... That being said, I kind of feel bad for Mitt Romney right now because there is no way that he will be reelected in Utah. The Mormons out there have almost, if not as rigid of a moral stance that the Amish do. Uh, and the, you, so, that is a good point for for a lot of people who are Mormons. Uh, you're, you know, your word and your loyalty is everything. And I think that I think the thing that's going to turn a lot of people off is not just Mitt Romney hiding behind his morality or hiding behind his religion, which is what he's doing. And then Nancy Pelosi does it, too. Nancy Pelosi prays for Donald Trump. Remember that one? <laughs> I pray for as a Catholic, I don't hate anybody. And then she rips up a speech. <laughs> Come on. Come on, lady. How stupid do you really like? I know there's stupid people out there. I'm not like I'm not going to pretend that there's not dumb people out there. But how stupid do you think we all are? It, I mean, oh, she's on TV right now is what she's talking about. You know, we'll we'll get to her here in just a minute. But uh, but the whole thing is just you're right. Mitt Romney's going to have a hard time with the Mormons, with Republicans and with maybe another. Maybe he'll have to move to another state. All right, let's let's tap in here and see what Nancy Pelosi is saying. Represent that he was working on that. We had been working on it. We were hopeful to get something done. She's talking about the I State of the Union. must have stepped in. And then he talked about saving Medicare, Medicare, Medicare and Social Security uh, when, in fact, in his budget, the 220 budget that he submitted, two two trillion dollars decreased in Medicare and Medicaid that they combined, including to, uh, in terms of Social Security, uh, reduce the disability benefit. In oh, listen, I don't want to make, I'm not, I'm not trying to make personal attacks. I just don't understand how you can have a spokesperson for your party who can't speak. It just, I mean, if you're going to have somebody go out there and make an argument, they should be able to put words together. It's just, it's weird to me. 855-765-1045. This is Greg in Fleming Island. Greg, how you doing? Thanks for calling the Marque Show. Hey, good morning. Uh, two quick points, and then I'll take your response on the radio. First, there is a, a time-honored, very formal, very elegant introduction that the Speaker of the House usually uses to introduce the President of the United States during the State of the Union to the House. Yeah. She, she did not do that. So that was the first insult and slap and and also the president did is 
say, hmm, well, now you're extending your hand to me in this very smarmy way. If that's the way it's going to be, so be it. He turned around. Yeah. Second, second point is everybody is calling Mitt Romney this courageous, moral leader. This is the same guy that had a false persona on Twitter called Pierre Delecto, yeah. which he then used to compliment and boost himself up. Correct. That's the ultimate in cowardice, hiding behind a false persona and then bumping yourself up. I'll take your response on the radio. I mean, look, not, not a lot to say. You're right about both of them. Uh, the first the first point is, and I just I posted a video on our Facebook page yesterday about Nancy Pelosi. It's actually going it's actually going pretty viral. People are really into it. But basically, um, you're right about that. What what traditionally the Speaker of the House says when the President of the United States, because she gavels, you know. And she says, or is supposed to say, members of Congress, I have the high privilege and distinct honor of presenting to you the president of the United States. That's not what she said. What she said was, uh, members of Congress, the president of the United States. And that was it. That was it. She she took out the whole high honor, distinguished this and that, whatever. So uh, Donald Trump was not going to, you know, not going to shake her hand. I mean, clearly she started the the disrespect from the get go. She could not put her partisan politics aside even for 90 minutes in a chamber. Um, and, and that's you know, and that's typically who she is. That's what she that's what all of them are. And and the, we've seen it before. We've seen it with with Chuck Schumer. We've seen it with Jerry Nadler. We've seen it o- over and over again. Um, and they're not stopping. Nancy Pelosi, instead of it, and this would be a great time. This would be a fantastic time for the Democrats. And if there's any Democrats listening. All right. You really yeah, I would love for you to hear this. If there's anyone if anyone is, is in a house or a car with a Democrat, just turn up the radio just for a second, because your party needs to realize that if they ever want to have a chance of winning anything, presidential election, congressional election, senatorial, a governor, a gubernatorial election. If you really want to have a chance of continuing on as a, a legitimate political party and, and get any semblance of power, you need to take this as a moment when you stop, reassess, you know, do like it, break it down, do a postmortem and figure out what went wrong. And look at the Gallup poll that says Donald Trump has 49 percent approval rating the day he gets uh, the day before he gets acquitted. Of, of these two counts of 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 um, of, of uh, articles of impeachment, look at the the number of senators, all of whom Republicans, who voted uh, to acquit Donald Trump without any question. Look at how they rejected your 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 pleas and your calls for witnesses and testimony because you neglected to go through the proper channels. And I mean, this is what the Democrats did. They they usurped the judiciary. They said, forget it. We don't trust that the judiciary is going to get us what we want. So so we're going to rush this through to the Senate and then we're going to we're going to like bitch and moan to the Senate till we get what we want. And then they didn't get what they wanted. And instead of saying, look, this isn't the way this isn't an effective way to get what we want out of. We should you know what we should maybe do. Maybe we should find an effective Democratic candidate who can get out there and get more electoral votes than Donald Trump. And then we could take power the way we're supposed to. Then we could take power the way that it's outlined in the Constitution of the United States. Then we could actually become president the way every other president so far has become president, by going out there, coming up with an agenda and convincing a majority of Americans that that agenda is the best way for this country to move forward. That's too tough. They don't want to do that. They just rather continue to to hold press conferences and complain about the president and go to the courts and put up articles of impeachment and tear up speeches and just be whiny. It was, a, 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 in my view, a manifesto of, of mistruths, of falsehoods, blatantly really dangerous to the well-being of the American people if they believed what he said. So, again, we do not want... The, the chamber of the House of Representatives to be used as a backdrop for one of its reality shows with unreality in his presentation. Wow, that is a manifesto of mistruths. That's, 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 wow, that is that is that is that is the most ironic thing. I've, have you heard, have you read the articles of impeachment, Nancy? Eight five five seven six five. 1045 is the number. By the way, isn't it odd that she uses the term manifesto? What was the other? What was the other pop? Oh, right. The Communist Manifesto. That's what it was. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of your phone calls coming up. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. 
this message is for Mitt. I had to swallow hard when I voted for you, but I did. I will now donate to anybody that opposes you. I oppose him. I oppose him. Send checks payable to the Mark K Show. Uh, care of WOKV. Oh, the other Josh, too. The other Josh opposes it, too. So there you go. Uh, anybody, he said anybody that opposes him. Star Star 1045 is our number. Advisory on Flash has been on hold like the entire show. Flash from Jacksonville. Thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. How you doing, Flash? I'm doing great. Uh, how are you today? I'm good, man. Uh, great day today. What do you want to say, Flash? Well, most important, prayers out for Rush. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, really got to keep him in front. And I appreciate you carrying the torch for him. Um, you know, I'm just, this whole thing, I'm trying to get above the fray uh, rather than feed into the emotions where they want to go. You know, but I fear for the future of the Senate. You know, I've always looked at the Senate as being, they call the upper chamber, being the parents, and the lower chamber, the house, being a teenager. Great way to you put know, it, yeah. And as being a parent, when my teenager broke rules, I reserved the right to alter my child's environment to one more conducive to rule following, sure. <laughs> if I can say it that way. And and to to put this in a perspective, this what for them even to allow this process to go through what the Senate went through is embarrassing to me. Mm-hmm. And just to see these guys that I you want to hold in high esteem as being the sober-minded group. So what they need to do because. Social media and the speed which news travels was a big problem with this impeachment. I mean, I've never seen anything gain so much, you know, airtime that quick on something so serious. Right. What they got to do, they got to put the brakes on. And here's how it can be done. I'm not constitutional attorney, but the Senate needs to put in their rules or in their laws or however it would be done and to identify and define what articles of impeachment are. And they should be as similar as follows. To be accepted to the Senate, articles of impeachment must have given opportunity to both sides to call witnesses, to cross-examine, to completely exhaust all investigative means, and then take a vote, and then if that vote passes, we'll entertain it. We'll call no witnesses. We will only try it on the merits of the case you, you give it to us. Yeah. And if they do that, because if they don't do that, we're going to have impeachment every three to six months. They did that one in 78 days. Yeah. They're going to do this every 90 days, four times a year for the whole next four years of Trump's presidency. If we don't put it into the nonsense now, just like a parent would do for a teenager. You know, and the the way and it is tricky the way it works. Like, yeah, wouldn't it be great if the Senate could just go in there and write these rules and say this is it. But, you know, unfortunately, and, and I mean, not unfortunately, but fortunately, the Constitution allows for impeachment. But unfortunately, it's very vague and and unspecific. I believe personally that the founding fathers and the architects of of this country and the people that wrote the, the Constitution, I believe that they left it vague for a reason. And it wasn't so that impeachment could be used uh, any time one party was angry at the other or any time one party disagreed with the people's choice for president. I believe it's the opposite. I let think they left it vague so that it wouldn't be used. Um, and for many, for like 90 years, it wasn't used at all. And now it's being used, what, in the past 30 years, twice? That right there is a travesty. And if we have another impeachment, either of Donald Trump in his second term or the next president, you're going to see more and more of a call for some kind of clarification to the Constitution. Because because the the Democrats, what they've done is they've basically found the cracks. They've found a way to twist and turn and 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 use the Constitution and the impeachment clauses for their own personal gain. Now, they haven't really gained anything, but they've tried. And in trying to, to do so, they have, as Donald Trump said, really harmed this country. And they've put the Senate in a tight spot. And the Senate, all they can do moving forward is issue precedent. And that's why the way the Senate handled this was so important, because Mitch look, Mitch McConnell knew that any decision he made today or any decision the Republicans made today would carry forth through every other impeachment, because this is only the third one. There is not a lot of precedent for impeachment. 
There's very little precedent for impeaching a president. It's only the third time it's happened. So you had two other cases to look at. Now, Mitch McConnell and every of those, every one of those 52 senators who voted to acquit, uh, all of those senators who voted not to allow further witnesses because that's not how this thing rolls, they did so to protect the process in the future. Because the only thing, because the Constitution is so vague, you've got to look back at the precedent from prior impeachments. And what Mitch McConnell and the Republicans did in the Senate was right on the money. They were right on the money. They looked at the Democrats and said, you guys, you screwed it up in the House. You rushed it through. We have a process. You subpoena somebody. If that person says, I'm not coming, you go to the court and you get the court to mandate that they go. And they didn't do that. They didn't have time for that. They knew that John Bolton, it would take months. And they had to, you know, they had they had plans for New Year's Eve. That they didn't want it. So they needed to get it done, what, before Donald Trump was elected. So they botched it. They screwed it all up. And they tried to get the Senate to clean it up. And Mitch McConnell was entrusted with a very important job. Protect the sanctity and the protect the 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 ethical, uh, you know, execution of this trial so that future generations cannot look back and say, well, the Senate bowed to the House of Representatives in the Donald Trump trial of 2020. So now in 2028, we're going to bow to the House of Representatives in the impeachment trial of Donald Trump Jr. Or Ivanka Trump or whoever it is that picks up the the mantle and, uh, and you know, is right there in the target of the Democrats in 20. But that's a great point, you know, and that's and that's kudos to the to the Republicans for realizing what the Democrats were trying to do and stopping them right in their tracks, thus protecting impeachment as we move forward. 855-765-1045. It's the Marque Show. Donald Trump's coming up at noon. We got 30 more minutes of your phone calls. Give us a buzz. Stay tuned. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Marque Show. This is the Marque Show. I'm Mitt Romney, and I have a really nice part in my hair. A really, really nice part. Not like that Trump. He's got an evil part, and I've got a godly part in my hair. <laughs> open mics, open mics on on fleek today, man. That was great. By the way, uh, we were just listening in. I didn't want to air any more of it, but I was I was listening in. Nancy Pelosi was doing a press conference. She lost her dang mind, folks. She was. I mean, I've never seen the woman so frazzled and so angry. And she went on and on about the State of the Union. And she went on and on about how how she you know, everyone was talking about how disrespectful she was. But Donald Trump's speech was disrespectful and giving give it. This is where she really I mean, she was really incensed. Everything Donald Trump did during this um, during this speech had it was it totally pushed her over the edge. Like, I'm a little shocked that she didn't. Um, I, I'm a little shocked that she didn't do anything more than just tear up the speech. I'm a little shocked that she didn't throw the speech back in his face. But it was it was crazy. There is a uh, there 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 was one part in particular she was really offended we found out that um Donald Trump gave the the presidential medal of freedom to, to Rush Limbaugh during the State of the Union address because as you could imagine Nancy Pelosi not a big listener or fan to the maybe a listener, but not a fan of the Rush Limbaugh show and what Rush or Russia Limbaugh offers to to the American public. She thought she literally said and she just walked off stage. So we don't have the clip, but I'll have it for you tomorrow. She said <laughs> when Donald Trump started talking about somebody with late stage or advanced cancer, she thought he was going to talk about Representative John Lewis. OK, Representative John Lewis, she thought that Donald Trump was going to start mentioning him when she realized it was it was Rush Limbaugh. She was incensed that she called, of course, John Lewis, a national hero, Rush Limbaugh. She refrained to comment. Then when she realized that he was giving him the Medal of Freedom right there during the State of the Union in the in the the House of Representatives, she was furious even more because she said, quote, we don't go to your office to do our business. Don't you know, do it in your do it on your own time. Then uh, one of the reporters asked, will you be inviting Donald Trump back next year? Look, this woman, this woman has she's totally lost it. 
she's never met anybody that that could not just stand up to her but beat her repeatedly she's never met anybody that could take her stuff and you know it's like the whole east coast west coast rap battles you know she's west coast donald trump's east coast and and there's no way that that he's going to lose out to her he he outmaneuvers her he outplays her he all of them it's not just her look at pete Buttigieg for a minute pete Buttigieg was fourth maybe fifth going into iowa pete Buttigieg was fourth or fifth going into iowa he comes out victorious tied really with bernie sanders but a slight edge in the delegate count pete Buttigieg, the 37-year-old gay mayor of South Bend, Indiana, who's never had any experience in any kind of executive position other than mayor of a mid-level market. South Bend is small. It is not a big town. And here he is winning Iowa. Do you think that Pete Buttigieg won Iowa because his campaign is so uh, is so second to none? Do you think Pete Buttigieg won Iowa because he's got just this diehard band of of on the ground, you know, j- just, uh, you know, caucus experts that are out there fighting for him, making sure that he wins? Do you think his message and his agenda is resonating with the American people? No. The reason Pete Buttigieg edged out everybody in Iowa is because Donald Trump has been attacking everyone else. Donald Trump has been openly attacking Joe Biden. He's been openly attacking Joe Biden and his son and his 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 uh, dealings in the Ukraine. They've they brought this whole thing to the forefront. They made sure that Joe Biden was damaged goods going into this election. They made sure Donald Trump ruined Joe Biden's chances of becoming the, uh, the president. And he did it before Iowa. And we see that as as the results rolled in and, and Joe Biden was fourth, fifth, even, I think, in some of the polls. You had Elizabeth Warren and, and Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders, who was supposed to rake it in. Bernie Sanders was supposed to take it down, man. Iowa was his Iowa. He won it before he was going to win it again. And now he's he's lost a second time to 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 Pete Buttigieg, this upstart. It's not because Bernie Sanders and everybody in Iowa is feeling the burn. It's because Donald Trump lit his message on fire, pointed out how he's a socialist, a communist, how he's going to steal your money. These are all messages that the Trump campaign has been putting out there for months. So, yeah, congratulations, Pete Buttigieg. Yay, you won. It's not your it's not anything you did. It's because Donald Trump has has been taking out every single one of your opponents. It's what he does. It's what he's good at. It's what he did to get elected. And it's what he's doing with Nancy Pelosi. And she just can't stand it. She can't stand that not only is Donald Trump still the president, not only is Donald Trump going to remain the president, but that Donald Trump's going to win another term as president because their shining beacon of hope, their number one, their number one superstar in the deep state, Joe Biden, is done. And and it wasn't Pete Buttigieg who took him out. It wasn't Bernie Sanders who took him out. It wasn't Amy Klobuchar. It was Donald Trump. 855-765-1045. Lisa in Satsuma. How you doing, Lisa? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. Hi. Hi. How's it going, Lisa? It's going. Um, I I am so, so, so disappointed in Mitt Romney. Yeah. I can't even tell you how disappointed I am. He's supposed to be a Republican. He's supposed to be someone that we other Mormons can look up to. And he's just so dirty. And for him to say that he talked to God about his decision, I'm sorry, I don't buy it. I just uh, don't buy it. I think he's I think he's about as good a Mormon as Nancy Pelosi is a Catholic. Bad but true. That is he is that you're right about it. Listen, you're right about that. He is to Utah what Hillary Clinton is to New York. He is to Mormonism what uh, Nancy Pelosi is to Catholicism. Uh, that's a great point. And, you know, as a Mormon, I guess you, you are supposed to look up to somebody like Mitt Romney. But I think he's I think he's letting a lot of people down. You know, I think he is. I think he's letting down his party. I think he's letting down his his adopted state. And I think he's letting down his religion. And I don't know. I don't know who he's letting up. I mean, maybe he thinks in the end this is good for Mitt Romney. Maybe he thinks in the end that this is good, that he's going to that he's going to win, that he's doing some kind of. And there are people that are misguided. You know, there are people that that are that are misguided every now and then they're given opportunity and they blow it. 
And Mitt Romney, he could have potentially built his way back into the Republican Party. He could have he could have joined the 64.9 million people who voted for Donald Trump and said, hey, let's work together to make America great again instead of fighting in between each other to just, you know, to, to boost our own personal brands. I don't know. 855-765-1045. Listen, before Donald Trump comes on at noon to uh, give us give us his take on the acquittal, we're going to do some what the bleep because it is Thursday. It's what the bleep day. We've got a Mark K show prize pack to give away. We need two contestants. 855-765-1045. 855-765-1045. What the bleep is coming up next on 104.5 WOKV. <laughs> This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. Thanks so much for joining us today, folks. 855-765-1045. The president will be speaking here at noon, noonish. Sometimes he's right on time. Sometimes he's not right on time. We're not really sure what it's going to be, but uh, we'll, what's, why are you looking at me like that? What is happening? I was wondering what that Stretch Armstrong movie you were doing. That's all. Oh, I so yeah, I had to get. Uh, I'm only only one in here today. The other Josh has uh, decided to sit in another room and listen to the show today. Mark, can you hear me? So, Mark, so Mark. I have to reach for things, and it doesn't matter. It's time for what the bleep. You guys ready? Okay, good. Yay! I'll see you again. I'm the only one in here. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. We've got Steve on the phone in Jacksonville. Steve, how you doing? I'm fantastic after uh, yesterday. Oh yeah, I know, right? Wasn't it a great day? It's just gonna, it's just gonna get even better. Steve, uh, you're gonna be playing what the bleep, and you're gonna be playing against Grant. Grant, how are you? Good, buddy. How are you doing? Oh, doing great. Uh, Grant, say hi to Steve. Steve, say hi to Grant. Thanks, Steve. Hey, what's up, man? Okay, cool. Are you guys familiar with the rules of the game? Oh yeah. Um, Sure. Yeah, so we'll go over them real quick anyway. We're going to play some clips, some audio clips from news stories that have happened this past week. Um, and what we're going to do is we're going to bleep out just one word. Your job is to listen very carefully to what the uh, the clip is and tell us what word we bleeped out. If you get it right, you get a point. If you get it wrong, you don't get anything. Whoever has the most points at the end of the game wins. Pretty self-explanatory? Pretty good. Pretty self-explanatory. Oh, yeah. Sounds pretty good. Perfect. Steve, we're going to start with you. Listen carefully and tell us. What the bleep. This is Mayor Pete Buttigieg at his victory speech in Iowa on uh, Monday night. Listen carefully. By the time it's all said and done, Iowa, you have the nation. What do you what do you what do you think there, uh, Steve? I have no idea. Uh, um. I, I, I'm going a blank. I don't even know. Listen to it one more time. By the time it's all said and done, Iowa, you have the nation. What, what would Pete? I'll go with shocked. You'll go with shocked. You'll go with shocked. All right, let's see what he said. By the time it's all said and done, Iowa, you have shocked the nation. Look at that. Wow. I don't know if you really knew that and you were just playing coy or if you just pulled it out of your butt. But either way, uh, great job, Steve. You're on the board with a point. Grant, are you ready for your first one? Yes, sir. All right, listen carefully. This is Kellyanne Conway's husband, George Conway, reacting to acquittal of Donald Trump. Uh, and he's talking on CNN. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. He's defending Trump by attacking the <laughs> for precisely what Trump has done for three years. <laughs> uh, what do you think? Uh, can I hear it one more time, Mark? Yeah, sure. Listen to it carefully. I think he's talking about Mitch McConnell here. Listen carefully. He's defending Trump by attacking the <laughs> for precisely what Trump has done for three years. Oh. Not a clue. Now, you want to take a get throw? Anything out there? Anything clean? Uh, I really, I have no idea. All right, let's take a listen and see what it was. He's defending Trump by attacking the Democrats the for precisely Democrats. what Trump has oh, done for three years. That was a tough one. Uh, all right, that's okay. It's still anybody's ballgame. We go back to you, Steve. Are you ready for your next one? Yes, sir. All right, this is Joe Biden. This is Joe Biden talking in Iowa on Monday. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. We choose hope over fear. We choose, we choose science over fiction. Unity over division. And compassion over... What do you think, Steve? I'll go with hatred. Over Compassion over hatred. Let's, let's take a listen. Unity over division. And compassion over cruelty. Oh, cruelty, which is, oh, cruel. That's very close, very close. All right, uh, back to you, Grant. You can tie it up with this next one. Are you ready? I'm ready. Listen carefully. This is Donald Trump 
Jr. Uh, talking about the Democrats and impeachment. Listen carefully. Here, tell us what the bleep. He has come to Donald Trump for his endorsement. Oh, I'm sorry. He's talking about Mitt Romney. That's probably important. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. He has come to Donald Trump for his endorsement for money when he was running. He blew his <laughs> bigly. <laughs> <laughs> Blew his opportunity. Let's take a listen and see what happened. He has come to Donald Trump for his endorsement for money when he was running. He blew his <laughs> bigly. Wait, what? Wait, what happened there? Wait, hold on. Wait a minute. Who is opportunity? Oh, it's actually the other Josh. <laughs> he, he put it. He believed both of them. Uh, I'll give it to you. I think it was chance, but we'll give it to you because we can't. We can't. Like I said before, the, the hand is out today. It's only Josh and. He can't, he can't handle it by himself. All right, uh, that's all right. Tied up one to one. Steve, are you ready for the next one? You got it. Listen carefully. This is Mika Brzezinski talking about impeachment. Tell us what the bleep. So just real quickly, Joe, I just wonder looking at the Biden showing in Iowa and just the, the way things appear to be going. He's been 24 seven by this president during the impeachment trial. What, what, what did Mika say there? <laughs> Can you, can you play it again? Yeah, listen to it one more time. This is her uh, talking to Joe Scarborough. Listen carefully. Tell us what the bleep. He's been 24-7 by this president during the impeachment trial. <laughs> I have no idea. I, he's been 24-7 um, bashed. Bah, let's take a listen. He's been 24-7 covered by this president during covered. the impeachment trial. Covered by the... That was a tough one. <laughs> Uh, All right. One more, Grant. Uh, here we go. Listen carefully. This is Mitt Romney. This is Mitt Romney. And if you can tell us what the bleep you win, if not, it's a tie ball game and we'll have to we'll have to scrape together prizes for both of you. You guys ready? Listen carefully. Here, here we go. What he did was not perfect. No, it was a flagrant assault on our electoral rights, our national security and our values. <laughs> what do you what do you think, Grant? Uh, uh, family. And our family values. Let's take a listen. Our national security and our fundamental values. Fundamental uh, value. Oh, I was so close. Uh, You're wrong there, but I'll tell you what. With a score of one to one and with no time left in the show, you guys both are winners today. Congratulations. <laughs> we will hook you both Thanks. up with Mark K. Show uh, prize packs. Everybody else hang tight. All right, so here's the deal. Donald oh, Trump thanks. is Donald Trump's going to be coming to the podium here in just a minute. We will carry his remarks live, I assume. That's the plan, right? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, we'll carry his remarks live here on 104.5 WOKV, and then we'll be back tomorrow for some fake news Friday. We will break them all down. I'll get you all this mumbo-jumbo that Nancy Pelosi was spewing here in just a minute, too. In the meantime, stay tuned for traffic, weather, news, the Rush Limbaugh Show, and the President of the United States. They're all next on 104.5 WOKV. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.